0: Okay, so I'm starting off this podcast with a disclaimer that the recording and release of the... of the... (laughs) The recording and releases of this podcast have absolutely no rhyme or reason. So for example, I've kind of had this idea floating in my head um, the last couple of days and tonight I just started journaling and it was like a light bulb went off and I just feel like I need to get some things out into the world to share with others, and maybe this hits home for you, and if not, that's okay too. Um, If you continue to listen, thank you. Um, So let's just jump right in. So, I guess what's kind of been floating around in my head the last couple of days is this, um, this concept that over... At least last year, um, I have not lost any weight despite what I try to do. So I've increased my workouts. I started going to a CrossFit gym. I um, increased the intensity of my workouts. I've dialed in my nutrition more and more while always keeping in mind that I want to only ever participate in something that I feel is healthy and maintainable. Um, so I'm not interested in doing some crazy, super strict diet, um, that I could only maintain for a short period of time, but then have to go off of. Like I would, I had in mind, I would rather make small changes over time. And if it took a little bit longer, at least it would be maintainable. Um, and when not participate in the yo-yo dieting cycle that I was stuck in in the past. Um, So for the most part, I feel like I've been pretty patient, um, and I've definitely seen changes. um, Becoming more muscular, more toned, seeing new muscles that I've never seen before. Um, It's definitely been rewarding since I joined CrossFit because... There's such a wide variety in skills. So it's really rewarding to see what my body can do and to feel like an athlete again. Um, So that's definitely been sustaining me through everything. But uh, um, a while back, I asked the doctor like, okay, well, how do I go about finding like what a healthy weight for me is? Because my understanding is that BMI is super outdated and doesn't take into account different body types and I've always been someone who's more muscular and I'm short so that doesn't help things for BMI Um, but no her advice was that really that's the first tool to look at and there's a lot of evidence behind it and just to put it into context um, like I definitely feel like I have a bit more weight I'd like to lose, and I feel like where I'm at right now isn't, um, like where my body's meant to be, I just have this gut feeling that, like, 5 or 10 pounds less would just be a lot easier on my joints, and, um, would make some of the performance pieces a little bit easier, um, but by BMI, I need to lose, like, 40 pounds, <laughs> at least, I think, um which is, I haven't looked at it in so long, because it's just, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've looked up your own BMI, and, um, it's not the best feeling to have some calculator tell you that you're morbidly obese. Um, so, I haven't looked into it for so long, but I do recall after I got out of that appointment looking it up and being like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm not even close to being in the healthy range at, by that standard. So, anyways, Pat's super good at just, like, keeping me grounded and staying focused on, like, um, like one thing at a time, one week at a time, small changes that you can maintain, focus on what you can control. La, 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 la. Um, and actually now I've started seeing um, a naturopath who specializes in thyroid and hormone health because, um, through the pandemic, even more so I've dialed in my, what I eat and what I exercise. And it just doesn't make sense if you look at what I eat. And a while back, I thought maybe it was that my, uh, like I wasn't eating enough. So I increased my calories. I increased my protein. Like I've tried tweaking it. Um, so, I'm going to try the natural path, and then if that doesn't happen, I think I'm at the point where I'll have to hire some kind of a coach who specializes in telling me exactly what to eat and what to work out um because, like I said, it's just I just don't feel like how I feel in the outside is represented on the or how I feel on the inside is represented on the outside yet, and that's not to say that I feel like this, like, super skinny person on the inside who looks a certain way, it's more so that, um, like, one of my goals for 2020 is to hit a pull-up, and I've been chipping away at it, but I just can't get it yet, and I think that's an example where if I had less weight to pull up, um, and was more, like, toned and muscular, then that skill might be a little bit easier to achieve. Um, so it's been a process and I'm trying to be patient and I'm also like still maintaining my goals around, um, making sure I have proper water intake and, um, exercising daily and maintaining, um, like good whole food intake. Um, and not being, trying to, like, be graceful and not too hard with myself either, um, like, I'm, I'm very, very appreciative of the fact that I have a strong, healthy, capable body, um, that's got me through a freaking pandemic, and (laughs) working from home full-time with two lovely but very busy children at home, um, so I'm really thankful of the fact that I've been able to manage so much over the last couple months, um, But, yeah, it's just hard where you feel like you have, like, there's progress to be made, but you just don't know how to get there. So, like I said, I'm trying with this new naturopath and blood work and la la la. So, hopefully, we'll be able to start to tweak things there. But it really got me thinking. After, um, so I gained all that weight with the pregnancies and I lost it all quickly and that was super rewarding to like get back to um, like my pre-baby weight and then less and then I've since been like plateaued for like I said well over a year now and it was just really interesting because I think when you've gone through a weight loss journey it's super satisfying to see the scale number go down or to have some, like, really dramatic before and after pictures, um, like, that's super satisfying to, like, see a result, and then over the last year, I feel like seeing that result is a lot harder to find, um, right now, and it's been really interesting because it's got me thinking about how, regardless of what the scale says, or if there's, if there are any changes to be made, like, what if this is my body for the next 20 years like how blessed am I to have such a healthy and capable body that can do all these amazing things and it just got me thinking about how when I went through um, that process of the pregnancies and losing the weight um, when I would make before and after pictures something that I always want to clarify is like I'm not making these before and after pictures to say like oh look at that slob on the left like I was so miserable and I hated my body and I was so uncomfortable I've been really blessed to um like have pretty good body confidence I'd say for the most part like there are definitely times where I feel self-conscious about what I'm wearing or um like in university if I was going out with a bunch of friends like I would definitely have that discomfort around like being the bigger one in the group or, um, I've had those shit experiences where you go to, uh, um, try to buy new clothes and nothing fits right and that's not a great feeling. So I've had those experiences, but, um, really overall I think my parents just, I don't even know how they did it. I've been trying to think about this because, because this is something I'd like to instill in my own daughters, but I just remember from a really young age feeling really confident in who I am and the fact that I'm not like everyone else, and that's okay, because I am who I am, and you either take me or leave me. Um Now, <laughs> uh, I just am laughing, because if you read my diaries from high school... um it might not seem like I was so confident, and I was definitely trying to find that affirmation through different boys in different ways, (laughs) but, um, I don't know, I guess I just now, like, recognizing how much some girls and women struggle with comparison and, um, self-esteem issues, I just feel like that hasn't been something I've struggled with a lot, um, compared to some other people, so I've kind of been fortunate in that sense, but I was just thinking, like, it's, it is super satisfying to be able to have this, like, before and after journey, and then what happens when you start to hit this plateau, um, and you're not having that rewarding experience of continual, Like, you almost get, like, addicted to the progress and, um, to making progress. So then when it kind of stalls out and you're trying whatever you can think of, like, that's healthy and safe and maintainable to continually dial in. So, like, for perspective, um, like, over the last year, I went from, like, eating whole foods to then planning out my meals. So, um like, dinner was, like, just protein and veggies, um, to, uh, like, meal planning, um, sorry, I just said that, but, like, meal planning, like, snacks and what I'm having for breakfast and, like, what works well, like, eating mostly the same things Monday to Friday and generally on the weekends because I knew that that hit, like, the right calorie goals for me, Um, Then when that wasn't making enough progress, I started tracking all my food using my Fitness Pal. Then when I wasn't making progress with that, I started measuring and weighing all my food um, to make sure that what I was tracking was accurate. Then I started to dial in my macros, so I'd plan out what I was going to eat all day so it would match up with the macros that I was planning on, and then measuring and weighing everything out each day with that um so that's an example of what I mean by like just gradually tweaking in and in and still like it's just so hard where you're putting so much energy and effort into something and to not see any results really so like I said it just got me thinking about like okay well what if like working with this naturopath we don't find answers and like what if this is what it is Something I've always, along this whole journey, like I said, it hasn't been, I haven't gone through this, um, like body transformation from a place of self-hate. I just did it because I knew I needed to be healthier for my family and for myself. And like, that's what got me rolling with it. And then now that I'm stalled out, I'm kind of like, okay, well, what's really bothering me about being stalled out? Is it the fact that I'm not seeing progress and I was like, I really found that that sense of progress was rewarding? Yeah, maybe. Is it that I feel like I need to be a certain size? Yeah, maybe. It just got, tonight, it just got me thinking, like, what is it that's really bothering me so much about being plateaued? Because, generally, right now, I'm quite happy and confident with my body the way it is. Like, it's not a sense of, like, like, bleh, I wish my stomach was smaller. Um, Like, I can't look at a picture of myself without noticing my stomach. Don't get me wrong, like, I definitely have days where I, like, fixate on that more. And, um, like, anyone who's had a baby, like... Especially because I didn't have, like, abs, per se, before I had kids. But now, even more so, I'm, like, seriously contemplating if my stomach will ever be toned and tight. (laughs) Or is that just a side effect of becoming a mother? Um, like, don't get me wrong, there are definitely parts of my body where I'm like, hmm. I guess I could see why people get boob jobs after having kids. <laughs> because they will never be the same again. Unfortunately. Um anyways, I like I definitely have my moments where I notice things about my body, but overall it's not a sense of like not being I'm very grateful and appreciative for where I'm at and, and again, it just brings back that question of like, okay, well then what's so hard about just embracing yourself for where you're at? And I think that's what this plateau has really been a lesson for is I think it's really challenged me to truly accept my body for the way it looks and for what it can do and to not, um, yeah. Yeah just to truly accept and appreciate myself for who I am and the body that I have and the body type that I have and not be so fixated on trying to tweak and fix all the time. Um, It just got me thinking, like, why, like, throughout the 12 episodes of this podcast, I've been saying, like, Yeah, each week I reflect on the week and try to think about um, what I've done well and what I could do better. Well, do better by whose standards? I guess that's something I've really been questioning lately is... um, Am I basing those improvements upon things I truly believe are important to me to do better... Or am I accepting this societal pressure for women to look a certain way, act a certain way, do certain things? Am I just taking on this role of what the perfect wife, mother, daughter, friend looks like at my age? I've really been... Just kind of wrestling with that, I guess. And why is it that we put so much pressure on women to do it all? It's kind of crap, really. Like, this whole COVID thing. Pat, if you're listening, don't take offense to this. I love you so much. And I'm really 95% sure that you would agree with me. (laughs) Um... But I, for the first three months, well, two months maybe, I think it was eight weeks going into nine, I worked from home full-time where my job was very challenging. I'm new in the role, so that makes it extra challenging. I worked from home full-time, like over 40 hours a week, and was the primary caregiver for Grace and Charlotte, who are four and two for eight to nine weeks before I finally reached a point where basically burnout hit and I needed help. And then Pat's mom started coming out. Um, so she, since then, so probably for the last four or five weeks has been coming out three days a week. So even still two days a week, I'm doing double duty. And one thing that came up when I talked to my therapist a while back is like, If men were doing this, would would it have been expected that they would do both for this long? Or is it because we just assume that mothers enjoy their children so much that they would just love to be home with them full-time and work full-time? I don't know, like... And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that there aren't dads out there who are doing that or that men couldn't do that. I just really think about that role of gender and how we just, like, in in my house, it wasn't even really a conversation. It was just assumed that I would stay home with the kids. And part of that, don't get me wrong, is because my job, we have more capabilities to work from home. Pat works for a smaller company and has a completely different role than I do. So he had said he really does need to be in the office. But I just thought if I had a similar job to him, would it still be not a conversation? Or would we have split it up? Or how would that have looked? Um, so anyways, I just think when I talk each week about... I'm just trying, or, like, today I put up this picture of, um, myself in a bikini for the first time, literally ever. I don't, like, I've had two pieces where it's, like, a tankini or, like, last summer I had this, like, high-waisted bottom with, like, a sports bra kind of top, um, that would maybe have been classified as a bikini, but today I posted a picture where I was wearing, like, my first legit bikini, um, ever, And, uh, um, like a friend sent a message and was like, uh, like you're such an inspiration. And I replied with like, yeah, like just try to do my best and be a little bit better each day. But like I said, now I'm just thinking like, be a little bit better by whose standards? Um, am I making tweaks to try to fit a certain role or am I Making tweets, tweaks, not tweets, tweaks to try to make myself truly happier and live a more authentic and happy life. Hmm. And that's like through the quarantine when we lifted off the pressure of, not pressure, but like when we were at home and there were like no social commitments. Um, that really shifted things for me, and also, I went, like, I've basically been completely off social media, um, and that's been really good for me, but again, like, shifts my perspective a little bit to be more focused on Pat, Grace, and Charlotte, and the people who I connect with daily or weekly, and not... Like, some of the lovely people who I chat with online, but really only see in person, like, maybe once a year. Um, and it just got me thinking, like, when I talk about being better each week, am I trying to be better for myself, for those people in my inner circle, or am I trying to look better for those people on the outer circle and social media, where... Once I took a step away and wasn't on it as much, I realized, like, what what I'm posting, is that subconsciously an area where I'm seeking validation from others? So even this bikini picture, if I'm being completely honest, like I said, it's the first time I've ever worn a bikini like that. I was feeling myself. I was happy with how I looked. I felt confident, and um, the caption I had was, Trying to show my daughters that everybody is a bikini body. And that kind of ties in line with what I was saying earlier about just learning to fully embrace and come into who I am, the body I have today, and um, like flaws and all. And it was interesting because now, like, as I'm saying this about when I'm posting seeking validation, yeah, I was feeling really great. It was also the first time i wore a bikini and do all the, like, 18 notifications I got on that story. Does that help with that, um, validation piece? Yeah, it does. But, that's not, like, that doesn't, that doesn't mean I wouldn't have still felt good without that extra piece of social media. Um, I think it's just helpful if some of us who don't have, um, like a model or like a super petite body type, um, and like people who've had kids, if we can share pictures of what our bodies really look like, um, online, I think that that just helps with the body normalcy and getting used to seeing different bodies, um, and maybe that will help us all feel a little bit more comfortable in their own skin. All right. I had a couple other notes here. Let me just read this over here. All right. You know what? I think I got my point across. Be who you are. And each week when I say... I'm trying to be a little bit better, please know that that means, maybe I'll shift my phrasing, maybe I'm trying to find ways to make myself happier each week, because that's really what it is, that sense of being better, it's not being better through a sense of comparison or that there's a better, best, worst um, sliding scale, it's being better in the sense of being happier. So, for example, um, I'm happier when I get a really good sleep. And I have learned that I can't watch TV after 8.30 at night. Um, And sometimes by the time we get the kids down to bed and the kitchen tidied up or whatever we need to do, um, that means I don't watch TV all day. And that's fine. Um, Don't get me wrong, I love TV. We're literally addicted to Younger on Prime, which, like, it's not a great show, but it's not terrible. (laughs) Um, So, mainly, we only watch TV, or I only watch TV, really, on the weekends, but, like, tonight's an example. It's a Saturday night, we watch TV until 10, and now I can't fall asleep, and I'm downstairs in the basement alone, a quarter after 11, talking into my, my microphone to all you lovely people the 10 people who listen to this podcast still <laughs> which i appreciate each and every single one of you so thank you um but uh so tomorrow i'm going to be a grouch but it's father's day and i have to be up early to make pat breakfast in bed and do all the fun things tomorrow so i'll rally and that'll be easier because i have vacation next week um but after that i got to kind of get back on track Um, I know I'm happier when I exercise every day. I know I'm happier when I eat good food that I know fuels my body well and doesn't leave me feeling hungry or hangry or out of control around food. Um, I know I'm happier when I listen to my gut about social outings. So, and that's something... um, like I said at the beginning with COVID where I felt like the social pressures were kind of lifted. Um, because for me, uh, I need time alone and I am not someone who can work all day and then, uh, like have a social engagement right after. I really need time to like decompress. So sometimes if we have like a really full weekend, I feel so drained by the end. Um, so I've actually really enjoyed not feeling guilty to be at home all weekend and have a really low-key, quiet weekend. Um, That's been super nice. And now that things are starting to open up a little bit, I'm already seeing those weekends going away. And I'm trying to find what the balance is between staying connected with our friends and family. And like I definitely get so much enjoyment and fulfillment out of that. But also making sure that I, like, covet those days um, at home. Where we're home for the whole day. We don't have people coming and going. We just enjoy downtime at home. Um, and I think listening to my gut about what feels right um, for us. So, um like, Pat and I had a discussion tonight about when we spend time with our families, it doesn't need to be, like, a 12-hour marathon. We can just go for a couple of hours and then come home and have dinner alone. Um, which, normally, like I said, it's, like, a full-day thing. So, yeah. Those are things that make me happier. And that's, I think, what how I'm going to shift my language moving forward, is it's not, how can I be better it's how can I be happier and really blossom into my authentic and true self. And I hope that you can take the time to really get to know who that authentic, authentic deep, core person is for you. Who you are down at the center without pressures or expectations or anything like that. Just getting to know who you are, what makes you happy, um, what makes you unique, and really embrace it, and live your truth, and coming from someone who's been told that they're dramatic, loud, um, a little bit too much, uh, what else, needy, clingy, um, yeah, loud, big personality is definitely one. Um, and I just think anyone who thinks that about me can shove it and, um, deal with me in minimal ways then. Um, it's okay that you're not everyone's cup of tea. I'm definitely not everyone's cup of tea and that's fine. And I don't want to spend time with people who don't enjoy my presence. And I think once you can really tap into and get to know who you are down at the core and live your, like, real, raw, authentic self, um, then you'll start to surround yourself with people who appreciate you and love you for who you are. Um, I've got an amazing social support of, um, like, Pat, my family. I have amazing friends and friends that I've had for literally 15 years who um just know that you get what you get with me. <laughs> um I'm definitely not perfect. I'm definitely a bit much. Um and yeah, I just really hope that you can live that authentic life and surround yourself with people who appreciate you for you. And if someone doesn't, then they're not worth your time. And you'll find someone else who really um, supports you to find your happiest life and continue to be a little bit happier each week. So, here I am signing off Saturday, June 20th saying, fuck doing it all if you don't want to. You do what you want to do and whatever makes you happier, your true authentic self happier. And if that means that you don't weigh yourself ever again, that's fine. Just continue to move your body, eat well, do what keeps you happy and healthy. And I'm going to go take a melatonin and read until I fall asleep. Might throw a crossword in.